Hey guys, welcome to Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'll be here to share my nice and sometimes not so nice human experiences. Let's get comfortable sharing our ups, downs, and everything in between and continue to make meaning out of the parts that make us whole. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to February. (laughs) Wow, here we are. Second month of 2021. Something I'm going to call the month of love. (laughs) It is the month of Valentine's Day. I'm going into this month with bit of a heavy heart. Usually my family hosts this incredible gala for a disease which my cousin is afflicted with called spinal muscular atrophy, SMA for short. And we get all dressed up. We go to a big, big hall with hundreds of people we connect, we love each other. I usually sing. I missed it for four years while I was away and last year was my first year back. My goodness, what a trip. (laughs) It was extremely emotional for myself and for a select few around me. And because of COVID this year, of course, we cannot um, hold this massively beautiful event. And so It's a bit of a heavy feeling, but um, I know that we're going to come back bigger, better, and stronger than ever. So if my family's listening to this, I love you guys. We can do this. So I wanted to dive in today. I was writing down my like show notes and I said, okay, I'll record on Wednesday No, I was compelled to record right away because I wanted to delve into this topic of self-love. As I just said, of course, February is the month of Valentine's Day, which can be a little triggering for some. If you're single like me, uh, it could be a little bit tough, but... This month, I wanted to highlight some important things like self-love, which we're going to talk about today, loving what you do. I'm so excited to bring that episode to you guys next week with my first guest. And then I'm going to (laughs) see. I have a few ideas for... The last two episodes in February, but I'm leaving myself open to inspiration. Let's put it that way. So I wanted to open up this episode today with one of my favorite quotes. I think I must have read this when I was 18, which is probably when I started on this little self-discovery journey. Not little, actually, it's quite big, but you, as much as anybody in the entire universe deserve your love and affection. None other than Buddha said that. And I know it's easy to listen to, 
And you're like, yeah, 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 I totally resonate with that. But then sometimes we don't. I know that speaking from experience, there have been times where I have not been kind to myself, where I have not been fair to myself or gentle with myself. And uh, I think that a lot of people can identify with this. And so I wanted to start off with this quote because it's a journey. Self-love is a journey. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about my journey today. And I hope that you can resonate with some of it. Self-love is also uh, something that can be very vulnerable to share because at times we find ourselves in these darker moments, these darker um, periods of time where, I mean, I guess some people call it rock bottom. I've had my own um, experience with rock bottom and it wasn't due to addiction or anything that people necessarily associate the term with, but it was my it was my kick me when I'm down situation. The universe was just like, we need to teach her some lessons right now. So (laughs) let's get to work. It was a bit painful. Of course, anything worth a big transformation can be quite painful. But I think self-love is something that we have a hard time working on when we're younger and a lot of our things do stem from when we're younger our childhood our teenage experiences it's funny because I haven't really connected with anyone that said I had a wonderful teenage experience I loved it (laughs) and if you are one of those people my goodness am I ever so happy for you but that wasn't my experience I had a lovely childhood Although I always felt a little bit like an outcast when I was younger, in elementary school, I always looked up to the literally physically bigger and taller people, which is not hard to beat with me. (laughs) Um, But they also had a presence. They commanded a presence and they were the leaders. And I always saw myself as more of a sheep. So for example... If you were ever someone, I'm going to date myself here. Um, If you were ever someone who watched Sailor Moon, (laughs) I can't believe I'm bringing this up on my podcast. Um, This was a show that was on when we were younger and we used to play this at school. And I so I can close my eyes and so vividly remember being told that I was always the lesser character. Now, I don't remember what that was or who that was. But I just remember being like, well, why can't I be like the actual Sailor Moon? Why can't I be the one who's in charge? And, you know, thinking back to all those all those small moments from our childhood and our teenage years, that that elementary experience wasn't necessarily something that's super pronounced for me. But I mean, it must be if I'm remembering it in that way, Right. Definitely as a teenager, while I've been very honest on this platform about the fact that I was heavily, heavily bullied, I looked a little different. I am Italian, so I have dark hair, dark features. I remember being called monkey when I was in in high school. I used to, I arrived at school once with the entire contents of my locker completely thrown out 
uh, onto the ground and spread all over the first floor, which made a very embarrassing moment for me to go and have to pick all of those up. And uh, my brother, bless him, asked one of his friends to walk me to and from the bus and my locker because I didn't really feel safe. I used to get cornered or surrounded by these groups of girls who used to say just the most awful things to me. And it was not a very good experience. And I obviously started seeing the guidance counselor who helped me a lot. In retrospect, had I known, you know, all these years later, I should have probably started with a therapist. But hey, it's okay. Better late than never. I, I really didn't have any self-love because I was trying to conform and fit inside the box that I thought others preferred. So being bullied because of my appearance, I decided, well, then I should just change my appearance. And lo and behold, the minute I did that, the minute I put streaks in my hair and got a haircut and waxed my uni brow. Um, I even went as far as waxing my sideburns, you guys. Ugh, that was super painful too. Just so that I wouldn't be called monkey or something that, you know, really uh, hurt my heart when I was younger and definitely in the most vulnerable stages of my life. Um, it's only when I changed my appearance that people started to pay attention to me. And so this idea of self-love, well, it didn't even exist at that point. I just was like, okay, well, this is how they want me to look and they want me to act. So let me just be this yes girl, you know? Oh yeah, I'll go to Parasuco jeans with you and drop $100 on a pair of jeans that, you know, I'm working uh, part-time for at a shoe store and it takes me about four weeks to save up a hundred bucks but yeah no problem uh oh yeah you want to go into the corner and gossip about this girl and call her a bitch and you know I was I was just saying yes to all of these things that didn't really align with who I am and my values now of course those have like shifted and changed throughout the years but at the at the really at the core center of who I am I don't think I've changed that much I was a person in high school who reached out to people who were being bullied even when I was quote unquote in with the cool kids and that wasn't always accepted by (laughs) the girls that I was hanging out with but hey I didn't care I really didn't care because it was important for me to reach out to people and just show them an ounce of kindness every single day and so that definitely hasn't changed at all I was you know I was so scared to change um, for fear of not being loved. So I was abandoning myself, essentially, and not coming home to myself. So I may have changed on the outside, but on the inside, I was still the same person. And I had no boundaries I I couldn't create boundaries for myself because I was scared that people were going to reject me like they did in the past. I mean, high school was a five-year experience, so the first two were absolute garbage for me, and the last three ended up being a little bit better because, because I did abandon myself. And so as an adult now, I'm looking back on this and thinking, 
how was self-abandonment a good, (laughs) how was that good for me, but it kind of got me what I wanted in that specific moment, but I really wish I could turn back the clock and look at my, you know, 15, 16 and 17 year old self and say, stay true to who you are and grow from it. You know, let that be the basis, let that be the foundation and continue to grow from it. But of course, like I said, we are vulnerable when we're younger and we don't necessarily believe in those things. Everything is very surface. And I allowed that surface to take over, which I think a lot of us did. And all of this change that was happening, all of these different feelings and emotions that were coming up were super scary for me super scary for me and it's like I didn't know how to pinpoint them and I also didn't know how to work with them I didn't know how to grow from them I couldn't set those routines and those um moments of epiphany and saying oh yes I attribute this to this this has only happened in the later years of my life and I think it's definitely better late than never like I said earlier but I wanted to share another quote by Elizabeth Lesser, and she's the author of a book called Broken Open, How Difficult Times Can Help Us Grow. And I know we all have difficult times in our lives. And as I was going through this experience that started from my elementary years to my teenage years, of course we change. And as human design, designs, as human beings, we're almost designed to resist change and I found this quote that just resonated with me and I hope it resonates with some of you and it says how strange that the nature of life is change yet the nature of human beings is to resist change and how ironic that the difficult times we fear might ruin us are the very ones that can break us open and help us blossom into who we were meant to be. (laughs) You know, people say, just love yourself, you know? I think Justin Bieber even has a song about it. (laughs) But what does that actually mean? If we're resisting change, if we are fearing the thing that may actually make us whole and allow us to take that leap Allow us to surrender, to let go, to connect with people who share the same core values as we do and who honor the same experiences and growth and lessons that we do. If we are so fearful of those, how can we really and authentically bring it back? How can we bring it home and experience self-love? This has been a huge theme for me, recently especially, but in my whole life. It's not just a fad, right? It's not something that we do when something happens. So I've mentioned in a previous episode about band-aid fixes. Self-love is not that. It's not, oh, I've been broken up with and uh, now it's time to... Hashtag self-love, I'm going to take a bath and I'm going to bitch on the phone with my girlfriends and where that might be therapeutic and really what you need in that specific moment, self-love is a process. And I want you all to remember that. 
And if you even want to pause this episode right now, I urge you to think, even just in the past week, what have you done to nurture yourself? What have you done to love yourself? I know for me, this week was about connecting authentically with people who do align with what I believe my soul's purpose to be. But on the flip side of that was also listening to myself, shutting off when I needed to shut off, making sure that I listened to my body's reactions to the things that I was doing. That was my self-love for this week. And then in different micro moments of the week, I did different things. But think about that. What did you do to nurture yourself and bring that love home this week? I know that for me, I'm understanding self-love not only as a process, but as a lifelong experience. So that means in those moments where you might actually really get down on yourself, if you failed, if you made a mistake, if you lost something that you really didn't want to lose, it's tough to look inward and say, it's okay. I give myself permission and I do so with grace. The same way that we celebrate our successes, right? So we constantly celebrate our successes. I call everybody when something wonderful happens. I think when I signed the contract in Dubai, I must have made 27 phone calls. <laughs> or even just recently, I celebrated the success of getting a job back that I felt oh, I just fit with. But do we do that in the darker moments too? Self-love is about recognizing those moments too and giving ourselves grace understanding that we are not always the root of the issue, right? There are external factors at play here. Sometimes it's not a reflection of us. Sometimes it's not a reflection of what we are giving to the world or how we are showing up, but rather some, I guess, downfalls or weaknesses of our external circumstances. I know that if I am not whole, I cannot be whole to anyone else. I know that if my cup is not full, I cannot fill anyone else's cup. And I truly believe that one of my bigger purposes in this lifetime is to serve authentically and altruistically. And I cannot do that if... If I'm not whole, and I and then I guess yes, that totally lends itself to my podcast name holistically. I truly believe in creating a whole experience for myself. So it's really I have to say in the past two years that I've begun to work with and to understand boundaries. I've definitely said this in a previous podcast episode that boundaries have been huge for me setting them understanding them and knowing what they mean in my life 
And so I wanted to go through a few rules. I was inspired by an article I read on the Elephant Journal, and it was someone who outlined some serious self-love rules. So I want to go through them and um, kind of go through how I've managed to apply these in my own life. So rule number one, leave the past right where it is. It is there for a reason, my friends. We do not need to bring that shit with us forward in the future. (laughs) I know that I had to let go of all of that bullying and all of the memories that I have surrounding that. I've also had to let go of the unrealistic expectations I set for myself and for others. And that could be family members, friends, romantic partners, colleagues, anybody. Anybody I have had a personal connection with, at some point I've set some sort of unrealistic expectation that has led to massive disappointment. I am letting that go. I also, in the past, have always felt like if someone didn't necessarily like me or I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't their cup of tea, I took it super personally. And why? I don't need to be for everyone. Everyone is not for me and I am not going to be for everyone. So I am letting go of the need to be liked by everybody. Also a big one in my romantic relationships, I've had to let go of past circumstances that have led me to believe that, you know, everyone is going to be, um, is going to lie to me or hurt me or cheat on me. That's absolutely not true at all. There are honorable men and people out there. And I choose to believe that the person I end up with is going to be the best. Rule number two, stop comparing myself to others. This is a huge part of self-love is understanding, guys, that the grass isn't always greener. As I sit here at home, I'm almost two years into moving back to Montreal, and I look at people's pictures from other parts of the world, especially in Dubai, on the beach, loving life. But that's a comparison. I was there once. I was on the beach I was loving life. I experienced all of those beautiful things for a reason. And you know what? Everyone suffers, okay? Not everyone has their shit together entirely all the time. We are human beings. We are experiencing life in ups and downs and everything in between. So to compare ourselves with others is actually really toxic. And in an age of social media right now, where we can scroll for hours and see people's relationships, where they live, how much money we think they're making, what kind of, what kind of marriage they're in, it, it's all a facade. And not to say that it's all a facade, but it's what people choose to present to you. So they're not going to present the moments that they're sitting on the couch crying because they feel overwhelmed. They're not going to present the moment to you where they got let go of the job that they loved so much. Now they're in a a good one and they're going to celebrate and post that. But they're not going to really show you the process of getting to exactly where they, they felt that they needed to be. So stop comparing yourself to others. Rule number three, focus on strengths. 
man, we so often focus on our weaknesses because, because we think that we constantly have to improve in this, in this lifetime. We're always, and of course, yes, level up. That's amazing. But focus on your strengths, right? So I know that I am really starting to believe in myself and listening to the feedback that other people are giving me on how they notice that I show up in the world, right? So I've had people say, you're a natural born leader. You're this, you're that. Okay, sometimes I don't feel that way. But now as I start to utilize all of these tools and connect and network with people who are on a daily basis saying, I love your energy. I love your vibe. Like you really command, you know, the stage or you really have this great uh, aura about you. Hey, I'm listening to it and I'm going to run with it. (laughs) And I'm giving myself permission to focus on my strengths because you know what? I'm no longer going to live a life of constantly taking steps back in order to be catapulted forward. I just want to catapult myself forward and keep going in that direction. And then when those setbacks happen, it's to say, okay, this is what I know I can do to improve. This is maybe an area of, of, uh, of work for me or a weakness, but I know that my strengths are greater than my weaknesses. And that's what I focus, I, that's what I choose to focus on. Last one. Guys, do shit that makes you happy. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really, in my holistic episode, I talked about, you know, going to see a naturopath, um, doing acupuncture, I get regular massages and therapy has helped me so much. Shutting off my phone when I really don't want to connect with anyone. So that's a boundary. Also, just giving myself the time and the space to listen to my needs and not necessarily my wants because my wants are super great, but my needs, which I'm putting a little more priority on at this point in my life to say, Okay, what do you need and what do you, what do you need in order to make that a success? So if I need a night where I'm going to sit down and pull some like oracle cards and just like hang out with myself and read some guiding statements and taking what I want from it, I'm going to shut my phone off. I'm going to put it on do not disturb and I'm not going to allow any external energies to influence how I'm feeling in that specific moment. So doing things that makes me that make me happy that also includes a yoga practice a meditation practice but although that might not be for everyone so find what works for you we are not the same we we don't have the same energetic blueprint or the same things that fuel us or spark that fire under our bums <laughs> find what makes you happy and and find small ways to integrate it on a daily basis Just step into your power. Once you're doing things that make you happy, you are stepping into your power. You'll do it and you won't even notice it. I like to take note of it. I put it in my phone or I leave a voice note for myself and say, I felt so empowered today because I did this. And it could be small things, you know. I felt so empowered today because I reached out to someone that I, you know, was a little nervous to reach out to and got a brilliant response back. And now we're connected and now we're going to keep fostering that connection. It could be big things, guys, but it could also be the small things. So just to wrap this all up, self-love, a lifelong process. 
And please remember, it is never too late to start. I have read lots of articles. I have listened to many podcasts on this. But for me, the most important thing was to sit here with you guys today and share and be vulnerable about the things and the catalysts that have brought me here today and how much I prioritize self-love and really just bringing everything in, guys. I feel like I'm at home. I have crappy days, okay? I do. I have crappy days. And sometimes I am still fearful and I am still worried. As I've said before, I'm a human being. I'm not absolved of feeling a little weak or a little sad or a little loss. But I will leave you with this. And again, I hope this resonates with you guys. Please feel free to reach out and connect with me. If you want to chat a little more about self-love and different practices that you can implement, I always, you know, kind of say I, I'm no expert in anything, but I do love to share. And I do think that it's important to share because this is where the magic happens. So self-love is not absent of fear, but it walks into fear with grace and gentleness. I also read that on an article in the Elephant Journal. And I love that. Grace and gentleness. Give yourself grace in those moments where you feel like you're a little lost. And be gentle with yourself. Always. This is a process. It ebbs. It flows. And it will continue to do so for the rest of your life. So please, the love that you emanate and give to everybody else bring it in bring it home because once you're at home with yourself once you fill your cup up you will be amazed at the types of energy that you can give to other people but also the boundaries that you can recognize in order to continue to foster and grow your self-love practices how you how you really truly see yourself and how you show up in this world. So, and this beginning of February, this month of love, bring it home, you guys. I can't wait to see you next week in the episode with my first guest. It's going to be about doing what you love. Don't forget to tune in. And today and every day, stay humble, friends, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.